0: Hey, I'm Sam Sanders. I usually host the pop culture podcast, Into It, But today, I'm guest hosting Today Explained. This episode, the youth in China. They're kinda in a weird spot right now. For decades, it seemed China was on this path of endless growth. And so, just a few years ago, the youth of China thought they'd have it pretty good. But that's not really happening right now in China. The youth unemployment rate is currently around 20%. And lots of young people there are rejecting China's extreme hustle culture.
1: If you feel just done with life and have zero motivation to work hard anymore...
0: There's even a term for this.
1: That is called Tang Ping. Literally, to lie down flat. It refers to someone who can no longer be bothered to study, get a job, date, get married...
0: This episode... Are the youth in China okay?
1: Or really do anything?
2: Okay. Mint, mint, mint. Okay. You wouldn't pay $15 for a cold brew, and you'd never spend $250 to see a movie. So why are you paying so much for your cell phone plan? Mint Mobile offers premium wireless plans for $15 a month. That's Hey, a- Jimmy, honey, do you want pasta? Hey, Mom, I'm recording right now. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash explained. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: Hey, Jimbo, I'm going to heat up some pasta just in case, okay? You need your energy.
3: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Today, today explain.
0: Nancy Chin has written about China's youth unemployment rate.
4: I'm an economics professor at Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management.
0: And she has a personal connection to China as well.
4: I was born in China, in Shanghai. And I moved to the U.S. when I was young in primary school with my parents.
0: But she went back and visited most summers. She's got tons of family and friends in China, which means she hears a lot about what young people they are going through right now. And it's a lot. The unemployment rate for the youths in cities is sky high.
4: One out of five Chinese workers between 16 and 24 years old are not finding jobs that they want.
0: These numbers are so bad that the Chinese government recently announced it would stop publishing them. But the young people actually experiencing this, they know what's up.
4: Recently, we're seeing Chinese youth make Decisions that are somewhat surprising to the previous generations. Mm. Some of them are choosing just to not work and stay home. Some of them are choosing to take jobs in lower paying sectors or uh, government jobs that previously a few years ago, you know, they would have eschewed for higher paying private sector jobs. Mm We're hearing a lot of complaints about the 996 work schedule. That's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week.
0: I just want to stop right there and say that again. This is what is expected in China. You work 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. And the kids are saying, no, no, no more of that.
4: That's right, 996 is the standard work schedule for the urban Chinese, Wow. at least in the private sector. That is the standard. You're lucky to get a job like
0: that. Jack Ma, one of China's richest men, a giant in tech.
4: 996 is the spirit that I encourage in Ali Papa
1: people. If you want to have a bright future, if you don't want to be
4: give up by the society, if you want to be successful.
0: You have to work hard.
4: These kids, I'm going to call them kids. Uh, these youth, they just graduated. You know, they've worked so hard their whole lives. They've sacrificed so much to get through this incredibly competitive you know, education system. China has one of the most competitive systems in the world.
3: Thirty-two days left for college entrance examination. Competition is fierce as it is across much of Asia, and is considered make-or-break for every student's future.
4: You know they stop playing, they give up playing, they just study, 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 take these intensive exams.
3: It's easy to see why these images have gone viral. Chinese high school students connected to intravenous drips hanging from the classroom ceiling to help them study. Because of great study pressure, getting up early and going to bed late, it is helpful to take amino acids.
4: And not only have they made sacrifices since they were children, but so have their parents and their grandparents all to get them through university so that they can get a high-paying job in a prestigious or happening sector. And these jobs just aren't there.
1: There are a lot of manufacturing jobs. China figures that half of them are going to go unfilled over the next couple of years because young graduates don't want factory jobs. So there's this misalignment between the supply of highly educated, skilled workers and demand for them. The economy essentially hasn't caught up.
4: And the jobs that are there, they pay a lot less, not even enough to cover rent.
0: So then you have a lot of Chinese youth, many of whom have college degrees. They're saying, the jobs that I would want to take, they're not really there. There are other jobs that I could take, but I feel like I'm overqualified for it. Also, you want me to work too hard. Also, you're not paying me enough. And like, it's not just that they feel this way. It's so strong and so deep. China has named this phenomenon, right? It's called lying flat,
4: Lying flat in Mandarin is Tangping. Recently, it's been used to describe this individual and personal rejection of societal pressures, and in particular, the 996 working hour system.
1: Lying flat is a labor protest movement in China, which is basically the Chinese youth revolting against the deeply ingrained culture of hard work and choosing instead to live simply, cheaply, and stress-free.
2: I really want to lie, lie, lie down and lie, wide And I don't want to do my job and don't want to achieve something.
1: It's an anti-materialistic lifestyle and striving for nothing more than what is absolutely essential for one's survival.
0: Wow. And so then you end up with, and this blows my mind, there's another phrase. Um, a lot of these wealthier young people who have finished school but can't find the jobs they want, they've become, quote, full-time children and their families and parents kind of pay for them to stay at home and just help out with the household or do caregiving work for elderly members of the family. Wow. Wow. Full-time children has a nice ring to it. What's going on there?
4: A lot of the young that aren't able to find jobs are just moving home and living with their parents.
2: Tia's typical workday begins at 9 a.m., She goes with her parents for a morning walk and accompanies them to the market for a grocery run. She then prepares lunch for the family before taking an afternoon nap is 31 years old and lives in the city of Hangzhou in eastern China.
4: And the way they see it, you know, no one's happy with this, but the way they see it is that they're looking at jobs that are offering 7,000 RMB per month, for example. That's how much, you know, a nanny who comes from a a rural area to the city that's how much they make wow so after all the sacrifices they put in and also with their expectations they just don't want to take these lower paying jobs and in the meantime they do have parents and families who are able to support them
2: her retired parents pay her a monthly salary of eight thousand renminbi or around 1100 us dollars That is around 20% less than what she says is an acceptable salary for graduates in her city. I mean,
4: one thing we want to keep in mind is that the current generation, no matter how bad unemployment is or how bad the problems are when we talk about the Chinese economy, Mm -hmm. the current generation is orders of magnitudes richer than any previous generation in China at the same age or at an older age even. Just because of the phenomenal amount of growth that China's experienced. So their families can afford to keep them at home.
0: Do the the young adults who become quote-unquote full-time children enjoy it?
4: I'm sure you can find someone who's happy about it, but I don't (laughs) know anyone like that. China's a big country. I don't want to speak for everyone. But every young person that I know or that I hear about, no one's happy about it. I would say the best way to describe it is that they're in a funk.
0: When you talk to these quote-unquote full-time children, when you talk to people who are quote-unquote lying flat, what are they telling you about what their life is like and how it feels?
4: So here experiences vary a lot. I just spoke recently to a young woman who decided to move to her hometown in the West Away from Beijing. And the reason she did this was because um, she was getting laid off from her private sector job. She's an accounting degree, she's 24. And she's getting laid off, or you know, she was offered a much lower-paying job. But that wouldn't have been enough to cover even one-fourth of rent in the city center of Beijing. So in the end, she decided to go home to the West where her parents have a smaller business just to help her parents out and to help them take care of her elderly grandparents. And she felt like this was the best way for her to repay her parents and to help them out and her family after everything they've given her. She's really finding a silver lining and making the best of it. Another young woman I know in Shanghai who happens to be my cousin, she's actually looking for a job now. She's just having the hardest time. You know, she graduated from a pretty good university two years ago. Then she got a master's degree overseas. Mm. And in past years, 10 years ago, this would have made her very desirable in the job market. But right now, she just can't get a job For every job she interviews for, there's 40 other applicants. Mm. And behind closed doors, the people who are doing making the decisions to hire, they're very open about how they just don't want to hire young women. Mm. And the reason is because, you know, China doesn't have enough babies. So the government has a lot of policies recently to encourage fertility rates. So now you're allowed to have three kids.
0: This is wild because for the longest time, you could only have one and that was the policy.
3: (laughs) From great great grandmother down through five generations, this family is a perfect example of China's population crisis. There's only one great great grandchild.
4: So these children who are all only children who've had so much pressure on them growing up are now the ones who can't get jobs. But now that they're on the labor market, a lot of employers are thinking, well, maybe you guys will have three kids. And with all this maternity and paternity leave, that comes up to many, many years of missed work that we have to pay for as a company. And the way that Chinese culture works, they think, well, if you're a guy, you're just gonna work. And your wife and your parents will take care of the kid. But if you're a young woman, you're not gonna work. And since it's a buyer's market, when it comes to hiring, they just don't want to hire young women.
0: Because they think they're going to lose them for years anyway when they have children. Yeah. Wow.
4: And this is an open secret.
0: What do the older folks in China think of all of this? And what do government officials think of all of this? It's kind of not in line with what I think China's leadership's mission for the country was, is.
4: Older people and families are torn, you Mm. know? On the one hand, they're the ones that put in so much resources and time and money Mm -hmm. so that their children grandchildren can be successful in this really competitive school system. Mm. All of this was so that their kids can get really great jobs in cities. Mm -hmm. So they're really disappointed. I mean, they're just as disappointed, maybe even more so, than the youth themselves. Mm. So on the one hand, they just feel really bad for the kids and they have the resources to support them. On the other hand, they also feel very at lost about you know what to tell the younger generation it, because this idea of not working goes against their own values yeah you know China was very very poor only 30 years ago in some places you know 10 years ago or even now and for the grandparents generation when they think about 50 60 years ago where they came from mm-hmm. really you know all of their values are about doing whatever it takes just to survive mm. so if there are jobs and there are jobs in China they just don't pay as well. So for the older generation, their own work ethics are such that, you know, if there is a job that gives you bread, you just take it. You just take the best job. Mm. 996, like whatever. We didn't even have hours before. Mm
0: -hmm. You
4: know, you just do whatever it takes to survive.
0: Yeah, in my day, they were walking uphill both ways to get to work and they didn't complain.
4: That's right.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Chinese youth are frustrated. Chinese parents are concerned. Coming up, we find out what their government thinks about all this. Support for this episode
2: comes from Mint Mobile. There's a lot to love about your cell phone. It gets you safely from point A to point B. It can capture some of life's most important memories. Hey, it even does cat memes. But when it comes to your cell phone bill, those warm and fuzzy feelings are nowhere to be found. Enter Mint Mobile.
1: Enter mom. Knock, 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 knock. Honey, Jimbo, I'm coming in.
2: Mom, you can't keep barging into my recording studio like this.
1: (sighs) Honey, recording studio. You mean your bedroom? Oh, oh, it is a mess in here. Uh, Time for a vacuum. Just quick, quick vacuum.
2: Hey, can you just give me
1: 10 minutes to finish this? What are you doing in here? What is a Mint Mobile?
2: They do cell phone plans for $15 a month huh well that's too good to be true
1: i know a scam when i see one honey
2: it's not a scam look here plans come with unlimited talk and text
1: and high speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network oh oh that's something then i'd have to get a new phone though and put all my numbers in there Uh, that's too much work forget it
2: no mom you can keep your phone and all your contacts with any mint mobile plan it's really easy
1: huh same number yeah same number
2: Okay, so I'm just gonna finish this ad oh, now. Pretend I'm not even here. Not even here. You're standing between me and the computer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at slash explained. Upfront payment of $45 required, equivalent to $15 a month. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Mom, the vacuum. The vacuum! You never call. That's because I live here, Mom. <laughs>
0: The Chinese government has talked a bit about the youngs and how they're feeling, and the message has been, buck up, get to work, this lying flat thing, unpatriotic. So that's one way to motivate people. Nancy Chen says the government is taking this seriously, though.
4: The Chinese government is very concerned about youth unemployment, Mm. and they should be. Mm. Every country that has high youth unemployment rates is very concerned for economic and social reasons. China is facing an inevitable economic slowdown. China's yuan is at a 16-year low, and the country appears to be experiencing deflation. Economists say these are signs China could be facing an extended economic downturn. You know, it was growing at 10% per year for decades. Everyone knew that it had to slow down. Now it's slowing down to three to 5%. And that's a really healthy number. The United States and European economies grow at three to 5% on average when things are going well. So there's nothing wrong with three to 5%. That said, a slowdown from 10 to 3 to 5 will mean less jobs. And that's what we're seeing now, that a lot of those job reductions are happening for the youth. Mm. The population in the meantime is aging. Mm. So there are fewer younger workers and older workers. So more than ever before, it needs a generation of very productive young workers. So the fact that these young workers can't find jobs and that they're unhappy or disillusioned or depressed is just not a good thing for the government.
0: It's probably safe to say that Chinese leadership didn't expect for China to end up in this position because for decades, the story of China's economy was boom, 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 you know, beginning in 1978.
1: That's when Deng Xiaoping was in charge. Today, he's known as the architect of modern China for the major reforms he pushed through.
0: You know, this era of reform and opening the Chinese economy to the world, it was incredibly successful.
1: China kick-started a 45-year transformation that took it from a largely agricultural society to the economic powerhouse we know today.
0: From 1978 to now, according to the World Bank, 800 million Chinese people were taken out of poverty.
1: Millions of people in rural China have been relocated to apartment buildings in upgraded townships. Here, almost everything is new, including the roads and the schools.
0: And we see now a China that is strong on the world stage and can compete with America.
3: Beijing leads the world in 37 out of 44 critical technologies and is in a position to become the world's top technology superpower. The United States leads in just seven critical technologies, including space launch systems and quantum computing.
0: How unexpected is where China's youth are right now and what it says about the economy? Did anyone see this coming?
4: For decades, economists and policymakers inside and outside of China have foreseen the slowdown of macroeconomic growth. Huh. Everyone knew that 10% wasn't sustainable forever. Mm. 10 years ago, uh, the World Bank together with the Chinese Standing Council co-wrote a report called the China 2030 report. Mm. And in that report, they explicitly state that they expect China's growth rate to slow down to 8% and then at some point 5% by 2030 at the latest. Wow! So that, the writing was on the wall. That said, what wasn't clear was when the slowdown would happen, how fast the slowdown would happen, and where it would happen. So a lot of people expected that uh, the high-skilled sectors like tech, finance, pharmaceuticals, biochemical, engineering, that those are the sectors that would have kept growing or you know, grew more than others. Mm-hmm. And what's really surprising in the current scenario is that those are the sectors that are getting hit the hardest, mm. which is contributing to youth unemployment employment because those are the sectors that college graduates were hoping to work
0: for. What will it take to fix this?
4: The youth unemployment problem is complicated to fix because, you know, it's an outcome of many different factors that are interacting economic, societal, cultural, Mm. and to make it better, a couple of different things need to happen and they will happen. So one is some of the youth will just end up taking lower paying jobs. Mm. Some youth will stop looking for jobs and drop out of the labor force. And then, you know, from the part of policy, from the part of the government, the government really needs to focus on how to encourage investment in the private sector Mm -hmm. or even in the state sector. It just really needs to focus on how to give people a sense of confidence in the economy, not implement policies that freak out investors or businesses.
0: You know, when I hear you talking about Chinese 20 and 30-somethings having a bit of malaise and checking out, a lot of it feels very particular to China's economic reality right now. But also, there are generations of folks across the world who feel like they're never going to get what their parents had no matter how hard they work. Are Chinese youth saying something about hustle culture and stagnation that is really just specific to China? Or are they really saying things that, a lot of youth across the globe are feeling, even if not to those extremes?
4: I think what the Chinese youth are feeling, this disaffection and this disappointment that they can't be as successful as they'd hoped, They would be, no matter how hard they work. This is a pretty common feeling for youth around the world. Mm. The main thing that pops out to me when I think of the Chinese youth that's different from other youth is the sense of loneliness because Mm. they don't have siblings.
0: Oh,
4: The only child situation is unique to China and this generation of Chinese. You know, even when I think of myself, I'm a product of the one-child policy. I don't have any siblings, Mm -hmm. neither do my cousins. But because China was poor when I was young, we lived in these large traditional extended family structures. So I was very close to my cousins and I didn't really understand that they weren't my siblings when i think of my family i think of a big big family with lots of cousins oh yeah but for this current generation because people were richer they were able to afford larger living spaces their own homes and live as nuclear families you know the side effect the unintended consequence of this was loneliness for the children. Oh. They didn't have cousins to grow up around anymore. It's really just one child, you, your parents, maybe your grandparents, and also that intense setting, it means that the neighbor's kids aren't even around to play. Everyone's just sitting alone in their own apartment. And I think that loneliness is unique to the current Chinese generation, and it's hard.
0: I did not think that this interview about the Chinese economy was going to prompt me to give my brother a call and say, I love you, but I think I'm going to do that once we're done.
4: <laughs> well, I wish I had I wish I wish had siblings, and I made sure to have two kids when I started having kids of my own.
0: Nancy Chen is an economics professor at Northwestern University. Our show today was produced by Halima Shah, edited by Jolie Myers, engineered by Christian Ayala and Patrick Boyd, and fact-checked by Serena Solon. And again, I'm Sam Sanders. I host another podcast you might want to check out. It's called Into It. It's from Vulture. On this show, we talk about pop culture and entertainment and all that fun stuff. For instance, we just aired an episode where I interviewed Chance the Rapper. Yes, Chance the Rapper. All about the state of hip hop right now. It was so so fun. Go check it out. Anywho, this podcast right here. It's called Today. Explained. Boop, 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 boop. <sighs>
3: Okay, let's see here. I think this plugs in here and we'll just,
1: whatever, we'll just, okay, record. Okay. Support for this episode of Today Explained came from Mint Mobile. Oh, this isn't so hard. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month when you purchase three months. That's a good deal. Um, And at Mint, families started just two lines, unlike other providers who make you buy four or five lines to get the best rate. Goodness me, two lines. And here we are still
2: paying for Jimbo's bill. What are you doing in here? This is my room. Uh, nothing. Nothing. I'm doing nothing. Wait a minute. Are you recording? you Are you recording? Uh, I'm almost done. Just, just let me finish.
1: I'm on a roll. Okay. To get your new wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash explained. Upfront payment of forty five dollars required equivalent to fifteen dollars a month. Right, that's fifteen times three. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Woo woo.
2: (laughs) Okay, that was actually pretty good.